With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. Father God, we thank you so much that you are our Savior, God, to be. You, you are our salvation, and more than that, you are the way of freedom and liberty. And Father, we pray you would open our eyes tonight to see that more clearly, even as we look at our pilgrim fathers, as we, as we study your history, as we look at your scripture. Lord, you'd open our eyes to see the truth that we too might spread your liberty throughout the world. Yes, Lord. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I love the fact that um, <clears throat> I was having church in my backyard last night. Now I'm having church in your son and daughter-in-law's backyard. And we've got horses all around us. We've got goats. We've got all kinds of animals, uh, including lots of mosquitoes here in, in Tennessee. God has a purpose for mosquitoes. I just don't understand what they are, what it is yet. But, uh, but we get to have church in the backyard. And, and I had so much, uh, it, it brought me such comfort and it brought me such um, pride and joy reading your comments last night, seeing how so many of you are catching this fire of revival and, and your eyes like mine have been opened up to the truths, not only in this book, but in the book in faith's hand, which is the Bible. And they're all speaking of these mandates that are coming down from heaven designed to produce blessing and freedom. So <clears throat> Marshall, as you know, is a historian and he has taught me so much about this great country that we live in and its place in the world and God's hand of providence in the forming of this nation. And I want Marshall to talk with us about these ideas of mandates and, and sort of what they are and mandates from that come down from the king and mandates that come down from heaven. Now, just to clarify, mandates, we're not talking about uh, the bachelorette. Uh, we are talking about these authoritative orders that we're receiving that uh, are really having a profound impact on our life. So, Marshall, let's, let's talk about mandates and what they are. Well, it's nothing new. It goes back to Pharaoh building the, uh, the pyramids and everybody else spends their life uh, carrying the rocks to build his uh, burial tomb. Uh, the Caesars had their mandates. You didn't right. like it, he cut your head off. Uh, right throughout history, even up through the history of Western civilization where the, the church became corrupt and it got to the top where they were giving mandates, false mandates of do this, do that, and give us your money and give us indulgences. And, and there was corruption from the top, wherever there's top down, there's always corruption. When you're dealing with man, why? Because man is fallen and sinful. And so whoever gets to the top of the pile always takes advantage of everybody below and develops mandates. That's, that's human nature. But something happened in the history of the world. What happened is that people began to realize that there were mandates given by God. Why didn't we realize this as Western civilization had been developing? It's because this book had not been unleashed in the hands of the people. So they didn't know God's man. Now, what's the book you're holding? This is the Geneva Bible. This is the first Bible ever printed in English, small enough that you could buy one and cheap enough that you could only two years wages to buy it. But every, every family that loved God would do anything to get one. And it was the first Bible that ever had chapter titles and it ever had verses in it. And it's, I mean, it's a first of first. Nobody for a thousand years had their own Bible. 
And suddenly, instead of having to go into Latin and be killed for reading the mandates of God, suddenly the mandates of God were in every household in the 16th century. Wow. And, and the pilgrim fathers and mothers began to read this. And they said, there's a higher mandate than the mandate of King James and his weird mandates to follow him or lose your head or be burned at the stakes. There's mandates from God that will liberate us, that will set us free. And all we need to do is go into covenant with God. So they repented of their sins and they developed covenants. That's why when you're dealing with God, you're not just calling it, I wouldn't call it even a mandate in a sense. I would call it a covenant mandate. God doesn't just say, you do it. God says, covenant with me. Be my partner in this. Obey my word and you shall be blessed and we will work together to heavenize the earth. That's awesome. So I, I, I love this idea and, and Marshall's perspective on history helps us understand our times now in the light of what's been going on for thousands and thousands of years of recorded history. So, so rather than people understanding that, that mandates from heaven are designed for our good coming from God, there have been kings and even church leaders that have tried to take the place of God as the king of the world and send down their, their, their forceful orders that if you didn't obey it, then it was off with your head. And that's what we've gotten used to. Every time the Bible gets taken out, the people don't know the difference. And so they don't understand that there are mandates from heaven that are actually designed to, to produce blessing. And that's what the pilgrims got a hold of, was that Bible. So t talk, talk a little bit more about, about what happened when mandates from heaven started to, st people became aware of those. Well, it, it changed everything because now they realized that there was a higher mandate. You see that develop in America with the Mayflower Compact. When the pilgrims arrive, they set up their own form of government. They don't depend on the king for it. And they say, under God, amen, we covenant together with one another. In other words, we're equal. It's voluntary. Voluntary. And we do it with God as our master. And then we bring in authority and king. Yeah. Or we bring in. But it all comes from this voluntary covenant with God first. That was obeyed all the way through the early colonial period in every town and every church. And it developed so that by 1776 in the Declaration of Independence, we said with firm reliance upon divine providence, we right. pledge our lives, our fortunes. And so the Declaration of Independence is a covenant or it is a compact with God yeah. to obey his mandates. And God's mandates, these mandates from heaven, are good mandates. I mean, I mean, who, who's going to disagree with uh, don't kill your neighbor? Who's going to disagree with uh, don't commit adultery? Who's going to disagree with honor your father and mother? Love God with all of your heart. Treat your neighbor the way that you want to be treated. Uh, don't steal. Don't uh, bear false witness and take advantage of your neighbor. These are all the kinds of mandates that we can say, yes, yes, amen. We love these things. These are not the kind of mandates that um, strip us away of our ability to love God with all of our heart and work hard and, and be successful and bless our family and bless our neighbors. That's right. And the early America was built upon the most simple of mandates, the Ten Commandments. Right. Every one of the charters was built on the Ten Commandments. Going back to Alfred the Great and English common law, before English common law, he wrote his own copy of the Ten Commandments and said, this is the foundation for all of law. And that's the foundation of the law of the Constitution in this country. I think it was James Madison who said, we stake the future of our republic, not upon the power of government, far from it. He said, we stake the future of the entire republic on each of our abilities to voluntarily govern ourselves according to the moral precepts of the Ten Commandments. America is staked 
on the proposition that you and I govern ourselves and do the right thing under God's mandates from heaven or it's over and we become uh, a, a tyranny. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Kirk, until the middle of the 20th century, what we're saying here tonight would have been kindergarten training. Kindergarten Every training. kindergartner would know all the principles. They would know the commandments. They because would they understand because they were taught it and they understood the mandates. But more than that, they understood the Westminster Catechism, which was taught in their in their little primer that they've been using for 200 years. And that's a Remember summary that. of the of the Christian faith, the Westminster Catechism. Who is God? Who are we? Why are we here? Where where do we go when we die? Who is Jesus? How do you get to heaven? What's the purpose of life? That's the catechism. It's like little short questions and answers so that you can teach your children and uh, teach your whole family the, the essential truths about uh, Christianity. Right up until Truman in 1948 uh, and presidents even after that, like Eisenhower, they would say that the Ten Commandments and Moses are the foundation of American government. You know, it's not Karl Marx. And that's exactly what he said. It's not Karl Marx. That's it's right. Not, it's not... Uh, Egypt. It's not Rome. That's no, right. it's the Bible. And every man understood that. And I think it's good for audience to realize that we have been literally brainwashed, we'd have to say, over the past 70 or 80 years with this false view of the way the world works. And so that's why people, I think, give in to mandates. They just think that's the way it is because they don't realize that freedom is just around the corner if we'll trust God because God yeah. gives us freedom when we trust Him. And you know, members of the family of faith, we, we, we're not uh, rebellious people. We're not law-breaking people. We are people who live by the, uh, the mandates of heaven. At least those are, that's what we're aspiring to live by, which is to obey the laws of the land. We, we're not to be vigilantes taking the law into our own hand. That's why we have the Constitution. But we don't do ourselves any favors when we don't understand the basis for the highest law of our land, the Constitution, which is the Bible, which also declares that government is to be in subjection to God, a servant of God, ministering good for the people. And so, you know, we, we can't be like goody two-shoes lobsters allowing others to just drop us into the to the boiling pot of water thinking, oh, I'm being a good little member of the family of faith. I'm obeying uh, the tyrants who want to just 
uh, kill every last vestige of freedom and liberty and dignity and ability to provide for my family. But how do you do that without being a lawbreaker? How do you do that peacefully? How do you do that in a way that's going to bring blessing, not, uh, uh, you know, violence? Because, because nobody wants that. But how, how do you do that? Spurgeon, I think, said it best. In the 19th century, as England was falling apart, he said the answer for England's problem, he said, was this. Where the Bible is preached and obeyed, tyrants cannot long uh, hold their thrones. Why not? He said, because the Bible teaches you to think. And when a man thinks, he will not long tolerate tyrants. You see, it's thinking, it's independent right. thinking that comes from understanding there is a higher law, there's a basis for all these things. And so if there is no higher law, if there is no, if the law is only the law from whatever so-and-so says, then yeah. we are destined to either go to war and be rebels or just bow before yeah. him, which most people do. But if there's a higher law then we can come there and, and, and inspire the people through the teaching of the word of God, if we would teach the whole counsel of God to all the people that we come in contact with over the next couple of years, we could get back to these principles yeah. just that fast. And there's no there's no violence in that. We would agree to go back and be free under him. That's right. And, and you know, I firmly believe that covenant keepers win, covenant breakers lose. When, 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 when people who are power hungry try to force mandates on others and control them, those systems are, are, are a, that's a, 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 an obnoxious stench in the, in the, in the nose of God, because he's a God of, of liberty, a God of justice, a God of peace. He loves this world and he loves his people and he's offered us terms of peace and we're to voluntarily come to him and, as Marshall said, covenant with him. You know, just coming here to Nashville, I'm on an airplane and every time I get on an airplane, which is, you know, dozens and dozens of times a year, um, the mandates are just ringing in your ears. According to the federal mandates, the federal mandates, the federal mandates, there's mandate after mandate, and they're repeated so often. It's almost, uh, I don't know, it, it gives you, you this feeling. I'm sure you, you feel this too, where it's just like, wow, I better or else. I better or else. And uh, I don't want people, you know, are, are people looking over their shoulders? Are they going to be checking up? And pretty soon we start to, to become enemies of one another, and it's all motivated by fear. This is the opposite of the mandates of heaven. When we get mandates from heaven, these are the ones that we look forward to because these things are going to set us free, set us free from guilt and shame and pain and, and greed and idolatry. And, and we want to help one another, not snitch on one another. We want to cover over uh, one another's sins uh, in love. And we want to encourage one another and we want to see maximum flourishing under the mandates of heaven. Absolutely. The pilgrims proved that when they came over, they didn't, they didn't attack the Native Americans. That was not their purpose. They wanted to live in, in harmony with them. Yeah. And they did. They had a 50-year peace treaty they developed. And, and they lived that way. In their own people, when they had got a plague, they, they, they served and, and, and buried one another. Half of them died the first winter. They took care of the unbelieving sailors and even died themselves taking care of them. They showed forth the love of God. That's what that's what brings freedom to a society. That's right. And that's inspired by the mandates from heaven to care for your neighbors, to lay down your life for others, uh, to believe that all men are created equal in the image of God and have inalienable rights, whether you're black or white, whether you're gay or straight, whether you're male or female, you're Republican or Democrat. And those are the rights to life and to liberty and property or the pursuit of happiness. 
listen, we, we, I want to tell you why we've got this monument here. Um, I learned about this monument when Marshall uh, first showed it to me and illustrated it in this book called The American Covenant. And this is uh, the, 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 the great memorial to everything that we're talking about. The mandates are heaven of heaven have been carved into granite, forming the largest granite monument in America. And at the top, uh, her name is Faith, and she's holding that Geneva Bible that Marshall talked about. Uh, down below her are the expressions of, that, um, of those mandates of heaven, and it starts with morality. Uh, and it has, she's holding the Ten Commandments. It moves into law. Uh, to education of our children, and then ultimately liberty, both internal and external liberty. This is the foundation, gang. Stay with us. Continue to learn these principles with us, and we can see this country peacefully transformed in the next five or ten years. There's no doubt in my mind. Thanks for joining us again tonight. And if you don't yet have a, a copy of the American Covenant, you can get that uh, as well, and so that you can follow along with us as I highlight and refresh for you the things that we talked about in the spring so that you can begin to do this kind of thing in your backyard with your friends. And we see the fire of revival spread across the nation. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.